0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 14 of The Baseline. I'm back, Eddie Montanez, here with my colleague, Zach Zavonchik. We're going to jump right into it. We're going to start off with Randy Orozarena's World Baseball Classic performance, and what this guy did for Mexico was honestly insane to watch, just crazy. Nine. He had nine hits, seven of them were extra base hits, six of them were doubles. He had a home run. His celebration was so tough when he was at second, smiling. Like, you could just tell he was so into it. Like, it was just awesome watching him play. Watching him last not last night, too, we're going to cover that later on. It was just crazy. Watching him is special, man. It was just crazy. It was beautiful watching him play, honestly.
1: He was He's just – he was so fun to watch this entire tournament. Like, they were saying last night, he's a very quiet guy, but he's energetic. He's, he's fun. You know, he's he's – not a carrying the world out there. He's just playing the game, having a good time. I mean, obviously he helped Mexico out with, you know, at 450, like you said, nine extra base hits or nine hits, seven extra base hits. Like he's been on a his entire tournament. And like he's just like the way he
0: like he goes along with the crowd mm-hmm. and like he just feels it so much. Like the one when he made that catch against uh Puerto Rico, like he made the catch and just stared. Like he when he robbed the home run last night, he just stared at the camera. Like he just felt it, and he just knew that in that moment, like everyone knows, he's him. Like he knew in that moment he was him. So he it's stood the there and season. stared,
1: and then started he started signing autographs, tossing balls over to yeah. Like the they France. literally that stopped was... the
0: game. They stopped the game so he could saw an autograph. Like that's, that's
1: awesome. So funny.
0: Like it was all honestly, all of Mexico played really well. Manessas played really good. Verdugo didn't have the best tournament, but he stepped up really big at the end for Japan last night. They didn't come up with – for Mexico, they didn't come up with the win, but he did step up big in that situation. So I do got to hand it off to Mexico. They did they beat U.S. Like they played really freaking good this at this tournament, like insanely good.
1: Well, I know like we were talking about a couple of weeks ago about all these good teams that are coming in like Puerto Rico, Dominican. Those are the teams that didn't play as well. You've seen Venezuela come up, did really well. Yeah, Mexico came up. You know, they had some decent players. We didn't think they were going to make it to the, you know, semifinals and play the way they did all. Even last night, they gave Japan a run for their money that entire game. Like, it it was crazy to see them get that far and play that well. No one expected it.
0: I honestly got to say, like, this World Baseball Classic, I've watched – I was only really paid attention to two of them because, like, it's only happened every four years. But, like – This was one of the most exciting and most awesome things that I've ever seen. Like every game was amazing. You could every game had the playoff atmosphere. Every game was just awesome. Like every player said it. Like they feel amazing. It feels amazing wearing your country's name on that jersey, and you could tell it. Like they all. I don't know. It was just awesome. Like I don't. It's just I can't even explain to it how amazing it was. Watch to watch.
1: Yeah, this, this was definitely probably the most fun one to watch that I've seen. I mean, every every game, like you said, was so fun to watch. People were getting so into it. I know like, I kept seeing things on Facebook and stuff. Like Japan last night, like they said, like 93% of TVs in Japan were, had that game on last night. Like countries are loving this.
0: Uh, Randy had a great performance, but we got to talk about someone else that's been really – Really killing the ball. We're going to go on to Trey Turner. Uh, less than 24 hours, the guy hit three home runs. He's a freak. And it sucks that I'm going to have to watch him play the Mets 19 times a year. But the guy's an absolute maniac. Like, bad. Like,
1: he's he's for, you to,
0: for you to go out there, obviously we know what Trey Turner could do. I didn't like him batting ninth. But now I love it. But now I'm loving him batting ninth for USA. Mm-hmm. Because him batting ninth is literally just scary. Like, you can't walk him. What are you going to do? Like, the, like I saw something when, like, uh, when he hit that grand slam, mm-hmm. when he hit JT. JT was like, I knew that Trey was going to get it done. Like, he knew Trey was going to steal the deal. He knew Trey was going to do something. Like, it's just awesome. Trey's a freak. Like, there's no other way to put it. He's a beast. Like, what he did for USA... Is insane. He put the team on his back for those two games. He really did.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny seeing him come up, bat ninth, and go on an absolute terror, crushing the ball. Like When he was with the Dodgers, he's a great player, great player regardless in the MLB. One of the top shortstops, if not the best shortstop in the game right now. Put him in batting ninth in the World Baseball Classic. He comes up, hits a grand slam, hits another home run, and – what did it say? It was like 835 total feet in two hits or two at bats. Like and Trey Turner's not a big guy, he's not known to be a power hitter like that. And he, he's crushing the ball. Yeah. That's that's so fun.
0: Like, I don't know if you ever see those guys on TikTok, but like the guys that are like on this, like on the in in the dugouts before mm-hmm. games, and they're asking guys like what do they like squat, bench, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And the one, the guy, the one, the one guy asked Trey, and Trey was like, "Honestly, dude, I don't even do any of that. Like, he mm-hmm. don't even do anything. So, like, it's just like the guy's a beast. It's just pure freak. I don't know how, what else to say he like about him.
1: Crush the ball. He's fast as hell. Like,
0: he's good yeah. on defense. Like, it's That's gonna I mean, suck. Dude. It's gonna suck watching him play the Mets 19 times a year. It's gonna absolutely suck."
1: mm Hmm. Like, I know if Cam was here, he'd be popping and shopping and talking about Trey tear, tearing yeah. up right now. Uh, he had
0: a 368 average. He has four home runs, seven hits, and 13 RBIs. So he has seven hits and four of them are home runs and 13 RBIs. So that's just gross. Like, just go USA. We got to go.
1: win tonight. Let's go. So yeah. just keep the lineup that we've been rolling with. Everyone's been
0: hitting. I feel like if they throw, a, no, they're throwing a lefty tonight. You ain't starting yeah. tonight, so no. let's go. We gotta just lock in. Honestly,
1: it'd, it'd be fun to see Otani pitch tonight against Trout, but I know they want to save Otani for come regular season. But hey, this is this is for all. This is the marbles right now. This is what everybody wants to see. Now Take we're going talk- there.
0: Oh my bad.
1: Nah,
0: now we're going to talk about mm-hmm. someone that I'm honestly excited to see what happens with him in the future. I think. I don't know. Like he's he's a stud. Roki Sasaki, the 20-year 21-year-old from Japan who pitched last night versus Mexico. He's pumping 102, making it look easy. Like literal literally the easiest thing I've ever seen. Like he's just going out there and going like this and it's going 102.
1: 19 like, of his 21st pitch. 19 of his 20 pitches were over 100 miles an hour. That's That's gross. That's absurd. That's insane.
0: I was looking up stats from him in Japan. He had a perfect game, and you know how you get there. You usually get twenty-seven outs, but you get twenty-seven outs in baseball. Nineteen of them were strikeouts. That's insane. Nineteen of them were strikeouts in a perfect game.
1: What's the what's the it's, record for the MLB? Twenty. I think everyone uh, is twenty, eh?
0: yeah, in a, in a game. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't 20. know. That's that seems like a lot. And, I don't know. I think it's like. I think Felix Hernandez Hernandez has the record, but I'm not sure what the record is. It might be, like, 17. I think Felix has it, though.
1: Yeah, Kerry Wood threw 20.
0: Kerry Wood. I thought it was Felix. So, yeah, for him to throw 19 strikeouts in a perfect game and the MLB record 20 proves that he's going to be good. His average fastball velocity is 98.4.
1: That's insane. That's just gross. Yeah, he was throwing off speeds, what? High 80s? Like, yeah. With, like, disgusting movement on him too. Not just, you know, meatballs coming in. I mean, movement on them, too.
0: Yeah. Like, what I've seen from him out this whole tournament when he pitched, like, I honestly think that when he has his chance to be signed, I think I. I don't. I think he needs to work on his control. Obviously, the, the kid's only 21 years old. I saw a lot of things last night where, like, where the like, for example, the Luis Giray's home run, 102, but it's right down the dick. Like, I'm sure like Urias is going to be on that. So I feel like as long as he could uh, work on his control, maybe some uh, better off speed pitches. I think this guy could be a real problem in the MLB when he gets his chance.
1: Yeah, like that home run he gave up last night to Urias. It wasn't like that was a terrible pitch. That wasn't a bad pitch. Urias just got got a hold of it and drove it. But you look at you look at the rest of his outing last night. He pitched great. He gave up. That was about his only real, you know, bug. There was that that three run shot, which I mean, that, that's a big deal. It's a three run shot, but you can't focus only on that when he was throwing hundred miles an hour his entire outing, pretty much. Like. He definitely has the stuff he has. I think he definitely has the talent to come pitch in the MLB. Well, I guess we'll have to see. I mean, I'd definitely like to see him come pitch in the United States.
0: Oh, for sure. I definitely think he has the talent to be in the MLB. It's not even just because of the fact I saw what I was seeing him do throughout the World Baseball Classic. I mentioned last week you, Darvis said that this kid could be gross. Like, he said that this kid's off speed and his velocity is one of the best he's seen from a young kid. So for me, for me to come from you, Darvish, who is one of the best pitchers in baseball, I think it's like if this kid, like how I said, could just keep his control, work on some more off-speed, like I think once he gets his chance to come to the MLB and shine, he could be a real problem. Like I think he could be the next Tanaka for like how he was, how Tanaka was for the Yankees. Tanaka was really good for like, I want to say three, four years, but then he declined. I'm not, yeah. I'm not playing rookies in a decline or I just think that this kid could be really good at the start of his career and maybe keep progressing.
1: Yeah. I mean, if he's already at the caliber, he is at 21 years old. He pretty much only has up to go from there. I can't see him hitting a decline anytime soon. Like you said, you got to work on his mechanics, you know, control and stuff. He gets that someone under control. He's, he's going to be untouchable. He's going to be insane.
0: On our next topic, we have Jose Altuve fractured thumb out for eight to ten weeks. He got hit with a fastball against, I want to say, Dominican Republic.
1: United States. Oh, United States. He was against Dylan Bard, I think.
0: Yeah, it was Bard. Bard, It was Bard. It was Bard, I'm pretty sure. So, I'm not sure who the – I'm not sure who the Astros – are going to put at second base because I'm sure that they thought Altuve was going to be the set in stone second baseman all year because, like, I don't really see him as an injury-prone guy. I just see him as a hated guy around the whole league. Yeah. So I really don't see what the Astros are going to do. Obviously, they have Jeremy Pena at short. He ain't going to move to second. I saw that they have some guy named Machado and David Hensley who could take his spot, but obviously I don't think they're going to do as – I don't think they're going to be as much of a factor as Jose Altuve was. You're losing arguably the best leadoff hitter in baseball. So Yeah, they have
1: David Hensley and Mauricio Dubon are the two guys that they are probably to use, two utility guys.
0: Yeah, so like how I said, you're losing arguably the best leadoff in baseball when judges leadoff <laughs> are the Yankees. You're losing arguably the best leadoff in baseball. Uh, I don't. I see this being a real big hit for the Astros. Obviously, the rest of that lineup is disgusting. With the addition of Jose Abreu, they have Jeremy Peña, Kyle Tucker, Michael Brantley. But a leadoff, the leadoff spot's a big spot. You want your leadoff guy to get on. So it's yeah. going to be really, uh, it's going to be really tough for the Astros to get a leadoff guy, uh someone to take the leadoff spot as good as Jose Altuve was. Because how I said, I think he's probably the best leadoff in baseball
1: so what do you do you think they'll move Pena up the leadoff and move you know dubon or hensley at like two or three spot i
0: feel like maybe you know how like they usually have mccormick nine because he's fast maybe yeah. they bump mccormick to one and put one of them guys at nine i don't know yeah it's kind of like i don't really i don't really know maybe I mean, Penny
1: yeah, I mean, I could see moving Pena up just for the fact that he he gets on base, he can hit, but I don't know. We'll have to see. I, think, I don't think that would be a bad idea.
0: Oh, no. I just – I feel like this is definitely going to hurt him, though. Eight to ten yeah. weeks without what, arguably your best player, it's definitely going to hurt. But uh, with Jordan Alvarez, Jeremy Pena, Kyle Tucker, Abreu, Maldonado, like obviously this lineup is still one of the best in baseball without Altuve. But take him out. You're losing a really, really big piece of this team.
1: Yeah. I mean, I still think they have the lineup to, you know, make up oh, for it. But yeah, it's, it's still, it's still going to put a dent in their, in their, uh, plans for a while.
0: Oh, yeah. 100%. On to the next topic. And this, this needs to be talked about because I need to talk about this.
1: You got to get it off your chest. Edwin
0: Diaz is out for six to eight months. Over an injury that happened during a celebration in the World Baseball Classic. <sighs> Honestly, oh, I'm pissed. I don't hate the World Baseball Classic. I don't. I think it's one of the greatest things that that has happened to baseball. It brings everyone. It bring, it's, it's a great thing for baseball. It gets so much publicity. It's amazing. I just don't like the fact that they have it right before the season starts. I love the World Baseball Classic. I'm not saying they should get rid of it. I just don't like the fact that happened before the season because, maybe, like, do it after the World Series. Like, you know what I mean? Like, now the Mets are without their closer. One of the – probably the best closer in baseball yeah. for the whole year. And now we're going to have to use David Robertson or Adam Adovino. <laughs> In the ninth inning, you don't understand how
1: (laughs) two washed up white guys as your your closers.
0: (laughs) You don't understand how amazing it was, Zach, to just hear those goddamn trumpets and to just know the game's over. Literally, just know the games. I could turn off my TV and know the game's over.
1: Strike fear in your opponent's eye, trumpets coming out.
0: Yes. What, after I saw him throw, after I saw Edwin Diaz throw Gavin Lux 103 down the middle with no fear, with the bases loaded to end the game, I completely trusted that man with my whole life. <laughs> so, down,
1: this, down to him.
0: This sucks. This blows. This is this sucks. We just signed Verlander for, for yeah. 88 mil yeah.
1: for two yeah, years. 86.
0: 86 mil for two years. We're giving him 40. 3 million 43 million dollars this year to pitch with no closer. Like I on I said this to some people, do I think David Robertson could go out there and be a top 10 to 15 closer in baseball? Yes, yes I do. I trust Robertson, I trust Aldavena. But Edwin Goddamn Diaz throws two pitches, a fastball and a slider, and he strikes out everyone with it and it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And it, it's just the fact that I know that this guy didn't get hurt throwing a baseball. This guy got hurt celebrating with his teammates, having one of the happiest moments of his life, and he just goes down with a knee injury, and he's out for six to eight months. I heard that he's optimistic about coming back towards the end of the year. I don't see it happening unless they make playoffs. I see that happening.
1: Just got to gotta make the World Series then. Give him something to come back uh, yeah, to
0: you just uh, dude he's got i saw steve cohen steve cohen has literally a nutritionist a medical a medical doc a doctor a and a chef and a chef in this guy's house for him like that's crazy cohen wants this guy back more than anyone and i love it i you love
1: know, Cohen. you know cohen has an endless supply of money too he'll give oh. whatever he wants oh anything for I you bet- edwin
0: there's rumors about the Mets trying to trade for Alexis, who's Edwin's brother, who's an absolute stud, and David Bedner from the Pirates, but I don't see that happening yeah. just for the fact that I think that we could trust Ottavino and Robertson. But how I said how we just got Verlander, like, it sucks. It blows. And now Nimmo got hurt? Thank the absolute Christ that it's nothing bad. He said that he'll be back for opening day, and if he's not back for opening day, he'll be back a week after. So I'm ha- I'm. Not worried about that. This is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Once I saw it, I bawled. Like, it was just, I don't know. Like, it's just crazy. You you lose lose your, your biggest piece. Like, in my opinion, the closer is the biggest piece of a team. You need someone that can go in there and could literally just dominate three batters to end the game. And that's what Edwin Diaz was.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: now we have David Robertson who's gonna be probably facing at least five batters in the ninth inning every time he's up so like I'm gonna to have to watch games throughout
1: you gotta gotta hope if you guys I put up runs I to make run. to make up for that
0: yeah and plus like everyone knows this the Mets are streaky bad they have a game where they could put up 18 hits they have a game where they have two hits and that's what sucks too. Like there's there's games where they they have three hits, but Pete hits a, a two run home run and the score is two one. Edwin mm-hmm. Diaz comes in. See ya. We win. Now if the game's two one, we have Adam Ottavino or David Robertson to come in, and I'm gonna be terrified. Yeah. So this whole situation just sucks. I know every Mets fan watching is probably probably so pissed off, but. Everything happens for a reason, man. Everything happens for a reason. I'm just hoping that he could come back and still be as dominant as he is. But honestly, I'm just hoping that the guy could recover quick. He could come back. He could just be in our bullpen. Like how I said, I trust Robertson and Adovino, but not as much as I trust Diaz. But what I wanted to say is there's a lot of people uh, saying that Oh, the season's over. Blah blah blah. Season's over. The season ain't over. The season ain't over. We have one of the best lineups in baseball. We have a top three rotation. We mm-hmm. have still a pretty good bullpen without Diaz. Yeah.
1: So,
0: like, to everyone, to to every Mets fan that's saying, "Oh, the season's over. We lost our biggest part of this team." You didn't. You
1: didn't. Yeah, I mean, losing Diaz definitely is gonna. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna suck. It's really going to put a lot of pressure on that bullpen coming out to finish games out. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, they still have a top three rotation. They still have a great lineup coming in. As long as the lineup can put up runs, you know, pitching, the starting rotation can limit limit runs, limit hits, you know, try to go a little bit deeper into games. I, I think the Mets should be all right throughout the season. But, yeah, you were saying about the World Baseball Classic, people are pissed off about it. My my view, my opinion on it is these guys are coming in to play for their country. They're excited. If they're too worried about getting hurt or getting injured or whatever, they they don't have to play, which obviously not many people are going to be like, oh, well, I, I don't want to get hurt, so I'm not going to play. It's, it's the risk you're taking, but I mean, it's – it sucks to see like Altuve and Diaz, like these big guys who are really important key, key components of these teams get hurt in the baseball class. Like, I mean, you don't want anybody to get hurt, but for guys like those calibers coming in and getting hurt, it's, it's going to put a lot of pressure on these teams for regular season. Man.
0: Puts a bunch of pressure on the Mets, bunch yeah. of pressure on the Mets because now we have no clues going to be coming in in the ninth inning to close the game for us.
1: Like, yeah, like Altuve getting hurt. That, that's only for a little over two months. I mean, Diaz is out for the year. That's that's a lot harder to deal with than your second baseman being out for a couple weeks.
0: And it's not even like, and it's not like it was like, let's say, I'm not saying that I'd rather this happen, obviously. I'm not let's say if it was McNeil that got hurt, McNeil's out for the year. We have Ronnie Mauricio, we have Brett Beatty, we have Mark Vientos, who could come in and take their spot. We yeah. don't have anybody.
1: Not Edwin Diaz.
0: We don't know. There's we don't have another Edwin Diaz. You could put people to replace Jeff McNeil. You could put someone in to replace Peter Longzo. You could put someone in to replace Ed, Eduardo Escobar, Francisco Lindor. They were the ones that got hurt, but there's not another Edwin Diaz on the Mets or in the league. So this sucks like this this just blows
1: yeah like you have guys like you're saying about big Neal getting hurt you have guys you can come in that can play and help you defensively maybe they're not as good of a bat but they're they're there you really only have closers coming in their primary job is to pitch you don't and if you don't have someone that's that same caliber of pitcher you, you're screwed you don't have you don't have it you just out that player for the year then or however long And I see a lot of people like
0: saying, oh, put Tyler McGill there, put David Robertson there. No, those are guys we need in the bullpen and to start for us in case someone goes down. Because like how I said, I think two episodes ago, in my opinion, Robertson is one of the best guys to have if one of your starters go down. So Mm -hmm. is Tyler McGill in my opinion. And they're going to be real good in the bullpen and if they are in the rotation. So I don't like people saying, oh, put McGill, put Roberts, uh, put uh, Peter Peterson, I mean, not Robertson,
1: David Peterson. So, yeah, I mean, we're trying to keep Miguel like a metal reliever kind of guy. You don't want to put him in to close because I don't think he's has been able to pull that off. You know, let him come in middle, you know, earlier in the game, eat a couple innings and then bring, you know, Robertson or Adevino in the pitch.
0: And Peterson not, had a great spring. Peterson had a great spring. I think he pitched like 14 innings and he had a sub 1 ERA. Like, he had a great spring. All the Mets pitchers had great springs, to be honest. But, like, how we keep saying, there's not another Edwin Diaz in this league to come in and close the game out. The only person, the only other closer, in my opinion, that could even, that people could even argue that is close to Edwin Diaz or better is Emmanuel Clause. And in the American league, there is not another pitcher, there's not another closer in the National League that could come in
1: and shut down the game
0: and is as dominant as Edwin Diaz.
1: No. No. I mean, Clay Holmes last year, beginning of the year, he was dominant, but then I feel like they started using him a little too much. He wasn't getting the right rest and he kind of fell off a little bit later in the season. But yeah, I I wouldn't put him and Edwin Diaz on the same pedestal at all. I don't
0: know. I just want to get off this topic. I'm probably going to start crying. So, our next topic, we're going to talk about probably honestly one of the top. Three to five games I've ever watched. We're gonna talk about the Japan versus Mexico game. The game was just insane. You had Roki Suzaki come out pumping one oh two. You had Patrick Sandoval from the Angels, strike out Otani. Had they both pitched really well. Like all both pitchers on um, both teams pitched really well. Some mistakes, obviously. A home run, a home run uh, uh what's the guy the Red Sox sign I forget his name.
1: Mazataki Yoshida.
0: Yeah. Mazataki Yoshida, three run home run. Like, there were some mistakes by pitchers, but besides the most, besides those mistakes, like the pitching was very, very good. Defense was very, good. Randy Rosen ran a raw, the home run, stared at the camera. Like, that game was just awesome.
1: Yeah. That was, the, yeah. That was probably one of the most fun games I've ever, I've ever watched. Like, obviously, you don't, know, it kind of sucked not seeing Japan not be able to get on base or get a lot of hits. I mean, even in Mexico up until the last inning, they weren't really getting on base. Like, no one was really getting hits. Like, it's kind of boring to watch, but it was fun because you're seeing the defenses perform super well. You're seeing pitching real well. Like, they had uh, Tasaki pitch him, took him out, and I think they put Yamamoto in. He's another stud of a pitcher. I think they said he, one of the earlier games, he faced 13 batters and struck out eight. Like, that's that's disgusting. And like I said before, a lot of these guys on Japan, I think, come to the MLB and be really good players. Like I said about Mirakami a couple of weeks ago, he's the one that came in and hit that double to win the game for Japan last night. Like, those guys on that team that are really good baseball players can hit, I know the one guy they had come up to bat, he was – I, he had forty some home runs last season in Japan. Like they have studs, and I mean Mexico has a lot of really good guys too. Their pitching came up didn't weren't didn't do bad pitching. They brought was it Yer I don't even know. What the fuck his name was. They brought him in. You know he kind of struggled a little bit. They pitched him probably a little too long. You know he started struggling, gave up some hits, kept going out to the mound visiting them. I, in my opinion, they, they should have taken him out earlier. You know he was starting to get rattled he started to get stressed out could have put someone else in there and who knows mexico probably could have pulled out that game if they would have pulled him earlier i was rooting for japan but you know if i was mexico's manager i would have pulled him a lot earlier than they left him in
0: honestly i was i didn't really care who Ooh. won If if mexico won usa had the chance to get revenge from the first round and beat mm-hmm. him in the championship. And then if Japan won, we're wa- tonight we're gonna be watching one of the greatest World Baseball Classic games we're ever gonna watch. Him, I think, like, I feel God like this is crazy. Yeah, I hope that happens. But what you were saying about uh mirror what's Mirakami right? Yeah. That's his name. The guy that the walk off double. I saw that he actually won the triple crown and MVP in Japan. So like how you were yeah, saying, yeah,
1: he's like, a stud though. Know,
0: so- yeah, Japan has a lot of studs a bunch of stuff. And like that game last night, you could just like I was watching a bunch of TikToks of people at the game, like the atmosphere there was just insane. Like 6-9, I don't know if you saw 6-9, not it wasn't this game, but against Puerto Rico, he was sitting behind the he was sitting behind home plate and people were just throwing drinks and stuff. <laughs> like it was just about, like I don't know. And yeah.
1: It's like
0: uh, and just like the the combining of countries like you have people from Japan have people from Mexico like and you not even like not even only people from Japan and Mexico you got people from Venezuela still there watching games you have people from Colombia still watching games you, you just brought the whole world together in one park and just watching the baseball game i just feel like that's awesome that's so that's such
1: yeah
0: it's, it's so good for baseball too like it, it i feel like I feel like this World Baseball Classic is definitely, definitely going to get the views up for the year. Because, I heard, like, views last year and, and the last couple of years were down for baseball. I definitely think that now this year, because of the World Baseball Classic, a lot of views are going to be going up, especially in Japan.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at the ratings that they've had in, you know, the Dominican, Puerto Rico, Japan, like 60% of people in Dominican or whatever were watching the game. Yeah, 90% of people in Japan last night were watching it. In- Japan Mexico game. Like that's those are insane stats to talk about. Like to think that 90% of a country was watching a baseball game last night. That's that's insane.
0: Yeah. Like that's stupid. Like that's so dumb. But now we're gonna talk about tonight. We're gonna talk about USA versus Japan in the championship game. And we got Merrill Kelly on the mound for us. And New Darvis is not starting for Japan anymore. I saw that they have a left starter for him. I don't know how to pronounce his name, and I'm gonna try. <laughs> so yeah. I think we got it. I think Japan's got it. I mean, I think USA got it, man. I think we got it.
1: I mean, on in my opinion, I obviously I'm gonna root for USA. I want USA to win it, but if Japan wins, I I'm not gonna be upset. I mean they they deserve it. They they played insanely well, they were fun to watch the whole tournament. I, I can't wait to watch the game I think it's gonna be great I don't think I don't oh, yeah. think it's gonna be a one-sided game at all I'll be surprised if it is
0: yeah I'll be surprised if it is too what scares me is that I saw like uh Lance Lynn's not gonna like a lot of our pitchers are not able to pitch just because their MLB team said they couldn't like I know McCalis can't pitch tonight I know Lance Lynn can't pitch tonight I know I saw something uh,
1: Lance Lynn might come in later in the game to like, close yeah. it out
0: possibly. Yeah, but I heard that No he, actually going to happen. He, I heard that his GM will not budget at all. Like I don't know, but I saw a lot of I see a lot of things that Otani is uh supposed to relieve. If that happens and we see Mike Trout versus Shohei Otani, that's going to be awesome. That's going to be insane. I I feel like we got it though, dude. With that lineup and how we've been hitting recently, I think we got us in the bag. I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout. I think. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna say the score. I'm gonna say we win nine seven. That's what I'm. That's going to what say. I was gonna say. I
1: don't. I don't think it's gonna be a low scoring game. I think there's gonna be oh. a lot of a lot of home runs, a lot of big hits. I mean, I was surprised that it was as low scoring as it was last night. I mean, Japan crushes the ball. Mexico has been crushing the ball. Like, I don't know. But I, like I said before, it was defensive game last night. Hopefully, yeah, we see something. Tonight too. I can't wait. And I hope DeRosa picks
0: the right people. Like I yeah. like he's been picking some weird lineups. Like weird. Like I don't think Will Smith should be starting over JT in an elimination game. No.
1: I, I like Will think, Smith, but I don't think you I don't think that's a move to pull in the elimination yeah, game.
0: Think, yeah. I don't think uh you start Tim Henderson in an elimination game. I feel like Maybe. I, actually, I don't know. Him and McNeil are very close, so I don't know with that. I feel you got to start Turner, obviously. Yeah. The DH, I feel like they're going to go Alonzo because of the lefty, but I definitely feel like if they were throwing a righty, you got to go Kyle Tucker because of what he did against. Uh, who they put Not a. Uh, who they play when Kyle Tucker had a very good. Oh, Venezuela. Mm-hmm. Venezuela, because Araya's had a really good game. So if if uh, I feel like if uh if Japan brings in a righty they're gonna pull in t- they're gonna put in Tucker. But I feel like to the start they're gonna start off Alonzo. I feel like the lineup tonight's probably gonna be Mookie, Trout, Arenado, Goldschmidt, Schwarber, Alonzo, JT. I'm trying to think. And then someone else, and then Trey.
1: Yeah, I think they'll keep Trey at nine, just because yeah, of how who, well I'm he's to
0: who, would, who would? Who's at eight or eight? It's it's Mookie Trout, Boltzmann Arenado. I think Schwarber's five. Yeah. Schwarber. Oh Anderson, Anderson, that's what we forgot. Yeah. Anderson, so I feel like, dude, this this game tonight's gonna be awesome. Like we saw what Japan's bats could do. Like they they ripped the ball. Otani,
1: oh my god, he's so good. I'm he surprised the they ball. held Otani to what what he batted last night. Like I expected him to come up every at bat and crush the ball. Yeah, I was. He
0: only
1: yeah, had that double, right? Yeah, I think they were scared to pitch to him last night too. They were yeah, pitching Patrick, him. Way Patrick
0: outside. Sandoval struck him out. His team. I feel mm-hmm. like that too. Like, like you're, like you're facing your teammates. Like it's not like it's not in practice too. Like it means something. Like oh, if you had a home run on me at practice, all oh, you got me this time. But no, this means something. Like Patrick Sandoval had to pitch hundred percent to Shaiel He couldn't mess around at all. Like it's a practice. So I think that's cool, too. Like, like your friends are turning to your enemies for a game. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. But that's all we have today, guys. We'll be back next week for episode 15 with many more topics. Uh, thank you guys for watching and have a good one.
1: Peace.